Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. My name is Kathleen O'Sullivan and I am the host of the show. And together with a wide range of legendary leaders and experts in the field of leadership of self and others, we are going to explore concepts and ideas that show you how you can move past potential fears, negative self-talk and constant doubts in order to encourage you to become a legendary leader yourself power natural impact, influence and inspiration. We want you to be you, to be at your best and to show up in the most authentic way. So are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. And welcome everybody to an ever so slightly different episode of Legendary Leaders, the podcast today. Why is it different? Because I will be talking to you without anybody else. So you hear my voice for not as quite as long as previous episodes were. Um, so don't you worry. But I want to talk to you about a really important topic that's incredibly close to my heart. And that topic is all about communicating as your unapologetic self. And I'm going to call it out right away. Be direct. Truly own your confidence and balance empathy as women in leadership. What does that even mean? Perhaps your story looks a little bit like mine. Now, you don't have to be German in order to have experienced that. But as a woman in leadership, I've been told so many times in the past that I am too direct. I am too honest. I am, well, I was too German. Admittedly, I haven't had this feedback in the last, I don't know, four or five years, but I have had phases where I was told exactly that on a very regular basis. Now you could say, what's wrong with that? Right? And I leave that question here with you. There might be nothing wrong about that at all, but that's exactly what I would like to explore with you over the course of a few upcoming solo episodes. So we are not going to cover everything here today. No, no, no. You have to stick with me for a little while longer in order to really learn about all the different aspects of direct communication, the difference between male and female communication. And that's obviously a very black and white. Um, we all have different dynamics and individuality, and I will definitely highlight that. However, there are differences in terms of how our brains are being wired, how we express ourselves, what we pay attention to. And it's an important topic to focus on. There are a few more things that we will be talking about, or I will be talking about, and I'm going to introduce those areas with you or to you in a moment. As a successful woman in leadership, I'm sure you have attended seminar after seminar. You might have listened to audiobooks, to podcasts like these about how important it is to communicate clearly, to get to the point, to show confidence and to be transparent in your ideas and perspectives. Yet, when it comes to actually applying these principles in the workplace, you might get criticized. You get told to tone it down. Maybe you've even unintentionally offended others simply by telling the truth. Instead of hiding your message behind a wall of politeness, you tell it how it is. 
right? And I'm not the first one to talk about it. There are plenty of books out there, as I've just highlighted trainings as well. But a book that largely resonated with me was indeed Radical Calendar by Kim Scott, who speaks so openly about the importance of communicating directly, but with a lot of care. So you've got to show in your verbal as well as non-verbal communication why you communicate so openly, what this person can take away from it, how it might have a more positive impact, even though we might only notice the positive impact a little bit later on them. And Dr. Brené Brown highlighted it as well to say, look, it is kind to speak to people about what's going on, what challenges you may um, be having with certain behaviors, for example, but not about them. That's something I had to learn in the past as well. Now, perhaps being indirect would feel inauthentic to some of you or even passive aggressive. Yeah? So I'm really inviting you to think about what's your communication style? How does it land with others? But most importantly, does it feel like it's your, it's your real, authentic communication style? And there are certain signals for authenticity. For me, I feel in flow. I feel at ease. And even if the message I need to convey is rather challenging or even uh, negative, I still feel in flow. I feel confident. When I waffle a bit too much, I'm uncertain. I don't want to step too much on other people's toes. And I'm overly worried. Then I start to express myself far less clearly. That's for me a sign that I'm not the most authentic me. Okay, there's another reason for it. I'm a bit overworked, uh, tired, or maybe a combination of both. Then that can happen as well. Yeah. However, you will find your own signals and identify them to know, okay, am I here truly authentic? The thing is, many of our male colleagues do the same. They send emails without exclamation points, thank yous, or constructive feedback sandwiched between kind compliments. All of us do it. Yeah. And that is totally okay. And I want to highlight this isn't about um, women are better than men or vice versa. Absolutely not. Um, however, as I highlighted earlier on, we do have different innate ways of communicating with others and being aware of them and eventually really complementing one another in those different styles. That's the key. And that's the message I would like to overall convey here. When you are bold in your communication, you may be receiving backlash, not praise. You're tired, perhaps, of watering down your messages. You might be tired of overthinking every word in your email and overanalyzing every interaction, just hoping you didn't offend or step on anybody's toes. You may have ideas, even great ideas, and you want to speak up, stand up, stand out. But you also want to connect. You want to lead with confidence, with compassion, enthusiasm, empathy, honesty, and humility, and they are no fashionable words. We, we want all of this. We want to be perceived as those inspirational, really, really human um, leaders and connectors. And that's the entire goal of the upcoming series of solo podcast shows 
where I would like to show you how to use your direct communication style as a real strength and not as a weakness. So stop beating yourself up for being direct right away. Yeah, There's being direct and there's being a dick. And sorry for being so clear and blunt here, but there is a clear difference. So please don't associate a direct open communication right away for being too blunt and for being, as I said, a dick. Okay. So let's see how we can find power in your perspective. How can we avoid offending others, but inspiring them? There's also a difference between marching forward in a straightforward honesty and disregarding other people's thoughts and feelings. Being a great leader is a never-ending battle of finding balance. Not even the biggest fan of the word balance, but for the sake or for the lack of a better um, word, yeah, it is a never-ending battle of finding balance. We are here today to find that balance and to really move on that seesaw in a way where we get the best out of our very individual communication style, ensuring you share your message while engaging others in openness and empathy. So what are we going to be talking about in the upcoming um, shows? Here we go. Part number one is about understanding the power of direct communication. By defining direct communication and its benefits, you'll become aware of the strength of your authentic communication style. Now, I, I get it. You might be thinking, Kathleen, I'm not here for another boring lecture. I'm here to participate. I'm here to learn some clear, relevant insights that I can take away into my day-to-day -day work life, right? Yes. And I'm pretty sure you want to be bold. You want to have your honest voice heard as well. And believe me, I will give you some really good nuggets, some top tips, and um, some opportunities to reflect upon how your communication style might come across and how you can be using it more effectively. From here, we'll move on to the second part, and that's going to be then the next solo episode, Overcoming Your Fears and Obstacles. We are going to explore common fears around direct communication and how to overcome them. And then part three will be around the battle of sexes, communication styles. And yes, I'm being a bit provocative here. Please, please don't take it as such. There's a bit of banter in it as well. A bit of um, positive and healthy competition too. And I appreciate there are not just women and men out there. Absolutely not. See who, what gender, what non-genders you identify with. It is in the end about really identifying your style of communication, okay? I want to call that out very, very openly here as well. Together, we are going to challenge the gender norms of communication and redefine what it means to be direct. And part number four is all about building confidence in your communication style. So there we'll explore techniques, practices for becoming calm, centered, and confident in communication, especially when navigating challenging conversations, or we like to call them courageous conversations as well. When I say calm, it doesn't mean you have to go quiet. Absolutely not. But it's more about being composed, remaining relaxed at ease with yourself. Yeah, and that happens when you're very clear about the message you want to convey. And sometimes a bit of preparation can do the job as well. And in part number five, we'll learn about balancing directness and empathy 
And while the two seem like polar opposites, they're actually not. And you can embody both traits and become a powerful, resonant leader by leading to adjust and adapt your communication style when required. I have a bonus section for you. That's going to be the last show. And I am going to be publishing, but more about that a little bit later. But why don't we delve into a part number one, and that's truly about understanding the power of direct communication, right? The objective is here to become more aware of the strength of your authentic communication style, to truly believe in it, to feel at ease with it, to even practice it more and feel good about experimenting with it, perhaps to a certain extent as well. The key to unlocking confidence in our uh, communication style is to understand it. Self-awareness is the foundation of self-confidence. And if you have listened to any of the other shows, then we talk about self-awareness so often. Leadership starts with ourselves and there is no difference when it comes to communication. Yeah. Goodness me, when I think about my early days in management roles, I wouldn't even call myself a leader then. I used to communicate really bluntly. So it went beyond communicating directly. Yeah, I received feedback that I was too, what was the word, too uh, intimidating because I was so clear, so open, so direct, but I didn't necessarily pay enough attention to how it made people feel, what they might have want to say. And therefore, I didn't really create an environment where people spoke up very openly. And that happens when you come across a little bit like it's my way or the highway. And when your language is almost a bit off-putting because it's purely blunt, you don't let other people perhaps finish their sentences, you immediately uh, move into defense when they make suggestions, you don't really accept them or play them down. Uh, I've definitely done them from time to time. But there was also another side of me that was still direct, very open but uh, incredibly caring. And I think in particular, the individuals that were the closest to me and that I worked with very, very often, frequently, and as I said, closely, they saw this side in me. And at some point, I received really open feedback, and I'm still incredibly grateful for it. And that gave me an opportunity to become more aware and to start to work on it. And it's work in progress. Every day, we grow, we learn. However, if we don't invite, invite feedback, if we don't stop in between and reflect, well, then we don't know actually where we can grow and what else we can learn. So the more you know who you are, the more you can believe in you. Yeah. So let's get started. Feel free to get some of your notebooks out, write down any thoughts and think and reflect with me here. First of all, I would like you to think about what makes you, you. What makes you, you. Feel free to pause the podcast here for a moment to reflect upon it a little bit more deeply and write down any words that come to your mind. Yeah? Because your communication style comes from who you are, how you've been raised and educated the influences you had around you. So how have they all been shaping you and what makes you, you? How might other people describe you? And once you've done that, let's think about what does it really mean to be a direct communicator? It's certainly not just a buzz phrase, but 
an actual communication style, believe it or not. Direct communication is about sharing your message in the clearest and most honest way. It aims to instruct and clarify, ensuring other people know exactly what you mean. Direct communication is essential for leaders to use, especially when providing instructions or resolving conflicts, expressing boundaries, next steps. Yeah, And there's a real need for it in times of complexity and ambiguity because there's so much uncertainty around us. Um, so why would we need to make things even more complicated and uncertain? Yeah, Let's talk openly and directly. And that includes that we might be calling out questions Thoughts that might not immediately resonate with others. Perhaps we want to share opinions and views again that might not immediately resonate with others. So what? At least it takes us somewhere in our thinking. It engages people with one another, which is really important when, uh, as I said, times are a little bit more complicated or feel more complicated. Yeah, and there is so much of the unknown. And often we withdraw and we talk even less and com hardly communicate. And the opposite is really needed. But as I said, direct communication is also about expressing yourself honestly, what you really, really think, clearly and in a straightforward manner. It is about saying what you mean and meaning what you say. There are no hidden agendas, no political games, no manipulation. Sounds really easy when I say it, right? And you might be in the midst of um, politics, manipulative behavior, and you're like, how the heck am I going to do that? This is impossible. Not with the people that I am surrounded by. Perhaps that's the case. But someone has to start the wave of more truthful and direct communication. Could this person be you? Today's podcast is sponsored by Inner Professional Online Training Programs. With courses geared specifically for legendary leaders, Inner Professional provides an extraordinary catalogue of leadership and professional development programs unlike any online training you've experienced before. Hone your conscious and authentic leadership skills with peer group networking communities, direct engagement with life experts, and a wealth of compelling, easy to engage on-demand content. Learn more at kathleenmerkel.com slash innerprofessional. Direct communication means being honest even when it's uncomfortable or unpopular, not holding important feedback or criticism back. The best way to define it is to define what it isn't. Direct and indirect communication differ on three factors. The first one is word choice, room for interpretation, and resolution. So it has to be quite decisive. Direct communication finds the message and eliminates the fluff. For example, let's say someone asks if you can make to the meeting this afternoon, but you are swamped with work. An indirect communicator might use very subtle language over explaining the context to soften the message. They might say something along the lines of, I'm super behind on work today and don't think I will be able to make it, but thank you for letting me know. I'll try to make it if possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that sounds already a bit exhausting to me. 
A direct communicator might say something different. For example, I'm really sorry, no, but I can't make it today. Thank you for the invitation, though. Period. That's it. Now, the importance is that we focus on our nonverbal communication as well. So how I am expressing myself. Am I expressing myself in terms of my facial expression, my tonality of voice, for example, that kind of conveys the message of I can't be bothered? Or can you see that, hey, sorry, it's it's really just not possible. It's factual, objective, clear. Yeah, not stepping on people's toes. At least that's the intent. Why might we choose indirect over direct communication? What do you think? So that's another moment when you can happily pause the podcast and just have a think about it yourself. Feel free to make notes again. Now, why might we choose indirect over direct communication? Directness values conciseness, while indirectness values politeness. Direct communicators don't want their message up for interpretation. No plot holes, questions or surprises. Now, I'm being a bit harsh here with regards to no questions, but it shouldn't leave a lot of room for uncertainty and questions related to uncertainty. Yeah, They make their message clear to reduce misunderstandings. Yeah, They are very transparent. They give a few essential details as well. They build context. They make their message also clear in terms of impact, perhaps, on others. Indirect communicators may complicate their message so much that it's up for interpretation and people just look at you like with an empty glance, not saying anything because they don't dare to ask any questions or they ask loads of questions afterwards, trying to deal with it themselves and amongst themselves. That's how I've experienced it in the past. This can easily lead to a lot of additional misunderstandings. Often this is because indirect communicators want to resolve problems under the radar. They dislike conflict, beat around the bush, hoping they can resolve issues without facing them necessarily head on. It's a bit of a fear of conflict as well. Fear of saying something wrong. Fear of being perceived in a certain way. Not knowledgeable enough, for example. Direct communications and communicators focus on addressing and solving the issue clearly and quickly. It's less about who's wrong and more about how to get it right or how to make something better, how to solve problems. Now, as I highlighted before, nonverbal communication is really important. Yeah. So all the attributes around direct and indirect communication apply to face-to-face verbal, written and nonverbal communication. What do you think are direct non-verbal signs? How do I show that my communication is rather direct in a non-verbal way? Well, simply standing tall, speaking clearly, making eye contact. All of these are demonstrating a more direct communication style. In the storytelling language, you would also hear about strength. So basically, uh, these nonverbal communication tools demonstrate a high level of strength. These people own the room. As soon as they enter the room, you notice, oh, something has just shifted. Yeah, you've got my attention. Meanwhile, looking down, 
feeling small, crossing your arms too often can translate as indirect. You might not want that, but it's being perceived as such. Yeah, maybe fidgeting around with your fingers and so on can also be perceived as indirect. Even the timing of your messages, virtual or non-virtual, can communicate directness versus indirectness. Avoiding responding to a stressful or conflict-driven message, for example, can promote indirectness while responding constructively in a timely manner communicates confidence. And for all of you who have been working with me before, you know that Especially in a conflict situation, it makes sense to wait a little while so that emotions have settled down and you can be very constructive in your message. However, there's a fine line between usually procrastinating and responding in a timely manner. So what do you think? Which communication style is actually the best? What's your opinion? Question is, what are the benefits? Right? What are the benefits of those two communication styles? And again, we need a combination. It's not about the one or the other. It requires a combination. Direct and indirect communicators can learn from each other. Uh, direct communicators are often natural leaders, paving the way with confidence, clarity, and courage. Indirect communicators are often great team players and know how to adopt and adjust their message to meet their audience where they are at. Now, I'm not saying leaders can't do that. Right, And I'm also not saying indirect communicators can't be leaders. Absolutely not. But more often than not, you experience direct communication in uh, particular leadership roles. Yet in the process, indirectness often creates more problems than solutions. So in the moment we uh, are being perceived as friendly, as adapting, as I said, quite rather flexible, perhaps empathetic, not too direct. Um, but it can create quite a few challenges. From misunderstandings to mixed messages, indirect communication can waste time, actually manipulate others, and disregard boundaries as well, believe it or not. As a direct communicator, you really have a few superpowers up your sleeves, and I really want you to embrace these superpowers instead of beating yourself up every time someone says to me, oh, that was quite direct. Really, really think about which of those do you recognize in yourself and what benefits do they offer you? How do they from time to time get in the way? Maybe there is some adjustment you might have to make. Yeah, but some minor adjustments. Okay, beating ourselves up for being clear, open, honest, direct. Hmm, not so much. So let me share those superpowers with you. We start with clarity. When you communicate directly, you eliminate confusion and misunderstandings. You make your intentions and expectations clear and ensure everyone is on the same page. The second superpower is efficiency. Direct communication saves time and resources. By being straightforward, you get to the point quickly and don't waste time on unnecessary details. Yeah. Trust is a superpower because when you communicate directly with the person you should be communicating to, instead of talking to others about them, you build trust with them, with your colleagues, with your team, and it shows that you're honest, reliable, and that you have integrity. You may even ask other people very directly for help without beating around the bush. I really need your help. 
Research has shown that builds trust, a high level of trust even. What people see is what they get. No second guessing. The other superpower is conflict resolution. Instead of passive aggressively sighing or rolling your eyes at someone, you address the issue head on. Because you're not afraid to face the facts, you can get to the heart of conflict and graft a solution pretty quickly. Yeah, And here you are able to do that in such a constructive and open way because you have practiced your directness. Yeah, You have been self-aware. You have fine-tuned your communication. So it has become a real art. The other superpower is confidence. Direct communication translates as confidence. Wordy, vague messages translate as insecure. So by being direct, you show that you trust in yourself. And then number six, we have boundaries and self-care. If you, if you are too sick to come to work, for example, you tell people. If you don't want to answer a personal question, then you don't. And you will respectfully um, kind of decline that question. Direct communication allows you to hold your own boundaries, supporting your life balance, energy, and most importantly, overall sanity. And last but not least, superpower is leadership. Not everything is a negotiation at work, especially when you're in a leadership position. Directness allows you to address an issue as a fact. You tell me which instructions you are more likely to follow. We need this finalized by noon, please. Or do you think you could have it done by noon today? Yeah, can you have a think about it and then let me know? which one works best. Now, direct communicators might also appreciate directness of others. So that would be obviously perfect, right? So if I said to you, we need this finalized by noon, please, and someone would say, well, it might not be possible to do that for X, Y, and Z reasons, I listen to that. Yeah, I mean, when I explain and express something very directly, I also need to think about there might be a response to it. How am I going to deal with it? Yeah, without creating an unnecessary conflict. So it's important that we also listen then to the other person or the other people. In the first example that I shared, there's no way for others to read between the lines, is there? Yeah, or to take advantage of you. It's due at noon. Yeah. So I think you get the point and the message that I'm trying to make here. But how can applying direct communication help you to actually achieve your goals, your goals at work, in life overall. There might be some personal situations as well where you say, actually, if we could communicate a little bit more, what means a little bit, if we could communicate more directly, more honestly, more openly, ah, oh, we could remove so much tension from our personal lives. Is that the case for you? What's getting in the way at the moment? Feel free to make a note again. And write down any thoughts that pop to your mind. Being direct empowers you to hold yourself and other people accountable. When you communicate directly, you can prepare others for success to ensure they meet expectations. On top of that, you can hold yourself accountable and ensure you meet your goals and commitments. Research actually shows over one-third of managers feel uncomfortable giving direct feedback at work, especially if it's negative or constructive. 
without being direct, you prevent yourself from mentoring others, improving their performance, improving relationships. And you might think that employees would rather not hear this feedback, but a Gallup um, estimate shows only half of employees know what their managers actually expect from them. This is likely the result of indirect communication trickling down and affecting the entire team's performance. Being direct also empowers you to build more respect. Direct communication shows you are confident, honest, and straightforward. Mentioned before, people respect those willing to speak up and speak their mind and stand up for what they believe in. People don't just follow whoever's in charge. They follow those who take charge. Those who give directions with clarity and confidence. In today's world, transparency is really hard to come by, in particular consistent transparency, especially in the corporate world. Be bold and gain respect by speaking your mind. And direct communication also increases productivity. Again, by being direct, you can streamline processes, eliminate unnecessary meetings, focus on what really matters. Why are we having this meeting? Okay, we could deal with these, this agenda in half an hour. We set up uh, an hour. What's going on? Yeah, Are we still on track? I notice we are going round and round in circles. How can we get back on track? Yes, it might sound a little bit woo, intimidating. However, think about the benefits of it. Studies show over half of employees lack simple direction at work. This, again, is a communication problem, not just a performance problem. As a direct communicator, you can mitigate misunderstandings and clarify the path forward. This can then increase productivity and ensure that you achieve your goals. Why is it important for women or those of you who identify as female in leadership? Well, Women are often still expected to be a bit more passive, indirect, and overly polite. It can be surprising for some to see a woman really step up, speak up, take up space. But if we don't, we can become overlooked, overworked, even undervalued. As a woman in leadership, being direct allows you to actually be heard. Direct communication ensures your voice is heard loud and clear. You can express your ideas, opinions, and concerns with a lower chance of being ignored and interrupted. And I've had it in my very early days as a manager, where some leaders from the US flew over to get to know us and the entire team. And during that team meeting, I had a yeah, real need to express my honest thoughts and observations. And uh, I didn't beat around the bush, but I was respectful of my communication. And I remember the lead of that business unit coming to me afterwards and saying, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It was, it's rare that we hear uh, some direct observation and feedback. And that was for me an experience where I thought, oh, cool. Obviously, it lands with some people. Brilliant. Yeah. And I knew I could speak up very openly and directly with him going forward as well. So from my perspective, it had built quite a bit of trust. But also, uh, being direct builds credibility. It can help establish your credibility as a leader. It shows you're confident, knowledgeable, and unafraid to speak your mind. And finally, it may break down gender norms by being direct. 
Women in leadership can challenge gender norms and shatter all of these stereotypes that are out there. It shows that women can be assertive, confident, and successful leaders without necessarily stepping into a male role. And what that means, I will explain as well, however, in one of the upcoming shows. Of course, all of this doesn't mean it comes without its challenges. Direct communication is a powerful tool for women in leadership, yet it's often viewed as an obstacle to overcome rather than an opportunity to lift us up. So how can we face these fears? How can we champion these challenges as well and support one another more? These are two questions that I let you think about um, as we are approaching this episode or the end of this episode today. In the next episode, I will be talking about how we can communicate directly, more openly, more unapologetically and authentically. And we can then watch the magic unfold as we begin to overcome those obstacles. So have a think about yeah, how we can face the fears and how can we support one another more in making sure we become some great inspirational direct communicators. Any questions, feedback, different perspectives are more than welcome. So send them over my way and I'm looking forward to them. But for now, enjoy practicing your direct communication and I'm looking forward to speaking to you very, very soon again. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendary Leaders podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or my website, www.kathleenmarkle.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you, and how you're enjoying the show in general. Please do leave your review on Apple Podcasts as well. It would mean the world to us. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Take good care. Bye.